0: What a track right here. Jeff, you need to make some beats like this. A couple things to uh, go through here. Alex Ovechkin back on the ice. You heard Earl Forcey talking about it there. Said, this is the toughest situation I've been through in my entire NHL career. It's a hard situation for my family, but I'm happy to see be back with the guys and their smiles. I I imagine that is lifting him up in a really, really difficult spot. Um, Some news. The Tennessee Titans are starting to release some players. Uh, A bunch of NFL players are going to get released over the next week here. Um, Taylor Luan has played left tackle for the Titans for some time. Uh, At various times, was a really good player. Uh, Mm -hmm. Three-time Pro Bowler 2016, 2017, 2018. Got a big old contract in 2018. Um, In the years since, he's missed a lot of time. He only played five games in 2020. This past year, he only played two games. You're talking about a guy that will turn 32 this summer. Uh, we've talked a lot about the need to get better on the O line. I don't believe Luan is gonna be a target for the commanders. I could be wrong. You've heard a lot you said, John. Yeah, he's missed a lot of time in the last couple of years. I would expect Luan's the kind of guy that might last a little longer into free agency and then sign with a team after the draft. You see that sometimes? Teams that are waiting to see what they get in the draft. Cause he's gonna need You're going to have to pay him because he can be an elite player. But it's probably going to be a short deal, Mm -hmm. front-loaded. It'll be an interesting one to watch, but I'm not – I don't expect that to be somebody that lands here. Could be wrong. You never know. Uh, But IR, two out of the last three years, going to turn 32 in July. And then lastly, there was a tweet I wanted to point out before we get to the true madness of Mock Draft Wednesday. Willie Gay Jr., second-round pick, linebacker, um i think he is sec guy mississippi state he was the second rounder in 2020 has been a good player for the chiefs um became a starter this past season we talked after the super bowl remember how impressed we were by their linebackers and their run oh pits yeah. against the eagles uh willie Gay jr maybe with the best response to shady mccoy yet um he shady mccoy we all saw the other day uh Kind of went off against Eric enemy. We all believe there was clearly something personal there that enemy and, and Shady had a bit of a falling out. Mm-hmm. Willie Gay Jr. just quote tweeted. He said, "You lame," with five exclamation points, <laughs> and then a a corn emoji and an eight ball emoji, which leads me to believe he's calling him a corn ball. But I don't know. Um, I just like you lame with five exclamation points. I, I enjoyed that. So, um. All right, with all now we've covered some ground here. Let's get down to business. It is mock draft Wednesday. Yeah. Chris Trapazzo, I believe, has been on the junkies a number of times. I don't, I don't know that I've I think we had him on our show before. I think he's a Buffalo guy. He's got his latest mock draft. And in it, he makes a number of assumptions or, or a number of projections, I suppose. Mm-hmm. This is from CBS Sports. He says, We aren't exactly sure where they'll land, but we know marquee veteran quarterbacks are going to be on the move this offseason. And those moves will have a seismic impact on this draft, which I agree with. For this mock draft purposes, Trapazzo has set up the following quarterback scene Derek Carr signs with the Jets. Aaron Rodgers traded to Vegas. Wow. Lamar Jackson. Traded to the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Ryan Tannehill, there's an assumption here that he'll be released. I don't know how real that is. Ryan Tannehill signs with the Saints. In turn, Jimmy Garoppolo signs with the Titans. Right? A lot of moving parts there. But based on that, guess who CBSSports.com, Chris Trapazzo, In his most recent mock draft. This came out yesterday. This is current. Mm -hmm. Guess who he's got. Number one overall.
1: Does the Texans stay in their spot? I mean Bears? No. They trade out. They trade out. I still think they go with Bryce.
0: Landfill? Who you got? 1-1. One, one. The Bears have traded out of the pick. Who you think Trapazzo's got going 1-1? One, one? Scroub? Jeff Walker. I think you got no chance at this, but I'm asking you anyway. <laughs> In this latest mock draft from CBSSports.com, the Bears have traded out of the pick. Who do you got going 1-1? One, one?
1: Who's going 1-1? One, one? Yeah, bro, I, I don't even know. Um,
0: <laughs> Thank you for playing. Give him a sound effect there.
1: Uh, 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 let me see.
0: Yep, can, you're done. Can I at least give a, a educated guess? Right. That's what we came to you for, and you said, yeah, bro, I don't know. Yeah,
1: because I'm thinking out loud. Uh, Bears.
0: <laughs> oh, man. You come back to me when <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, ready. Come, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 1-1. Bears trade out with the Colts to take. Anthony Richardson? Quarterback out of Florida?
1: Nah. I
0: I saw Anthony Richardson the other day.
1: Uh, He was doing a a pro day or something. Dude was throwing the ball 70 yards in the air. physically? He he has the arm strength, but sometimes he don't know where it's going. Let's listen to what he writes here. He's kind of like me on the driver sometimes.
0: Uh, You, me. Although I guess I don't have the strength. I'm, I'm like Heineke when he sprays it. I think Richardson is going to emphatically remove the lid from Lucas Oil Stadium at the NFL Combine. That will lead to the Colts taking a chance on him, given the hiring of former Eagles Shane Steichen as head coach. Richardson has similarities to Jalen Hurts and all-pro upside. I I ask a question of Brian Mitchell. All right. clickbait or Are you buying this?
1: I think it's clickbait.
0: I do too. And I don't mean that negatively. It's not a bad thing. Sometimes people now you, you got to
1: figure out a way, but so you're going to just take Richardson right now. It's going to go above Stroud
0: and uh Young. Young and Levis, Levi's, whatever you want to call him. I Listen, man. I I do think Richardson's athleticism is going to be super impressive next week in Indy. And there can always be wild stuff with quarterbacks. I mean, look at what Trey Lance. I mean, there's a million things that can happen. But I Richardson one one. I'm not buying. I know. Dude, if the Colts decide they want him, Colts have the fourth pick. Colts have the fourth pick. And you've got Bears, Texans, Cardinals, Colts. The Cardinals aren't drafting a quarterback. They've got $8 billion invested in Kyler Murray. Yeah. So if you like Richardson, you could just again we don't know because Cardinals do some strange stuff. They do. But if you like Richardson, you could just stay at four and guarantee you'll get one of Young, Stroud, or Richardson. Mm-hmm. So I I am not buying this. Um in this scenario at pick number two, the Texans would then get Bryce Young, which would be a heist. I think Young's gonna be a star. Third overall, Arizona takes Jalen Carter. D-tackle out of Georgia, who's just a monster, monster. Fourth, Bears after trading back, Will Anderson, edge rusher. All right. Fifth, Panthers moving up from Seattle, I believe, which the pick actually belongs to Denver, is Will Levis, or Will Levi's as we like to call him. Big. You think
1: Levi's go that high?
0: quarterbacks get overdrafted be i don't know but quarterbacks sure as hell get overdrafted now that is cbs sports daniel jeremiah um is probably my one seed of draft analysts he worked in nfl front offices i think he takes this pretty seriously his most so let me just finish out the trapazo one then Um, Trapazzo at 16 had the Commanders taking Cam Smith. Smith is an ultra-aggressive ball-hawking outside corner who will be a welcomed addition to the Commanders secondary. By and large, you're going to see cornerbacks connected to the Commanders at 16. I can see that. Could be an O-line too, but by and large, you're going to see cornerbacks connected there. So let's go to Daniel Jeremiah, who just released his second mock draft. Now, as you get closer and closer to draft time, these things get more and more. They, they, they
1: come; they start coming too often.
0: Fast and furious. You're, there's going to be a lot of perhaps clarity, perhaps BS that comes out of next week in Indy too. So keep that in mind. Jeremiah and I and I'm cool with this. Has Jalen Carter from Georgia going one one to the Bears? And he writes, "I'm not projecting trades in a mock draft early in the in the off season. But I'll be surprised if the Bears end up holding on to the number one overall pick. That said, I don't think they'll move down beyond the range of one of the top two defensive players. Texans at two get Bryce Young. I mean, how happy would the Texans be if they get to stay at two and get Bryce Young? Uh, Great, Right? There are real questions about Bryce's size. He's he's small, man. He's slight. And he doesn't have the frame. Like, Jalen Hurts... He's that big, but he's. Jalen squats over 600 pounds. Even guys like Russell Wilson is a, is a thick
1: dude. Look at, I think what you do, you look at the butt and the thighs of a person and you know what kind of pain, I mean, punishment they can take. The the thicker little dudes are cool. Those guys are real sleek and slim. No, nah, no. Nah, nah. If you're a runner, you better work on your legs a little bit more, brother.
0: Number three, this is where it starts to get interesting, and I I would pay attention to this, especially next week. Arizona Cardinals take an edge rusher. Who's the edge rusher we've heard so much about? Possible number one overall pick.
1: Carter guy? Will Anderson? Will Anderson from Bama.
0: Will they take him? Number three overall, Arizona Cardinals select Tyree Wilson, edge rusher out of Texas Tech. Daniel Jeremiah writes, first edge rusher off the board over Will Anderson? There's a lot of love for Wilson around the league. His combination of size, length, and production has teams very intrigued. Wow. That lets the Colts take C.J. Stroud at four, which I would think they'd be thrilled with.
1: Even at Texas Tech, you say?
0: Yeah. Really, really lanky dude. Colts at four taking CJ Stroud. They write, the Colts need to turn the page on their recent approach to the game's most important position, cycling through veteran arms. Stroud will be a great fit with new head coach Shane Steichen in Indy. Um, Lanfield, tell me if this sounds familiar. The Colts need to turn the page on their recent approach to the game's most important position, cycling through veteran arms. I can't think of another team. Can you think of something? B? Who else does that sound like? Lanfield, who else does that sound like? Is it. Perhaps it's a college team in the transfer portal. No, that's that's not what we're thinking of. The Commanders, Landfill. Yeah. Cycling through veteran arms. Five, the Seahawks get Will Anderson. I mean, if the Seahawks get Will Anderson at five. They'll be thrilled. This has Will Will Levi's going seven to the Raiders. And for the nerds they are going to tweet me, I know that it's Levis. It's more fun to say Levi's. I will scroll down. So, this is where it gets interesting for the Commanders if, if they want to get a tackle. In the first round, Jeremiah doesn't have the first tackle going off the board until the ninth pick. Uh, Pretty much the consensus is the top O-lineman available is this dude Skoronsky from Northwestern. I think after Rashawn Slater had so much success, it makes these Northwestern big boys look a little more appealing. Second tackle goes off the board, Paris Johnson to the Titans, which... They just released Taylor Luan. Taking a first-round tackle makes a lot of sense. That leaves the Commanders at 16 with? Cornerback. Cornerback. This time it's Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State University, Pennsylvania State University. Uh-oh. Um, JP? You like this guy? You watching some tape? I like his dad. So if he did like his dad, he'll be good. You talking about the, the big kid from Texas Tech? Uh, no, the Porter. Oh, Joy Porter. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought you were looking up Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. I'm pulling him up
1: now. I'm, trying to, trying to, I'm just trying to see some things about what Texas Tech gave up
0: this year. Yeah, but that Big 12 is so, I mean.
1: I know, but still, it's still like, I mean, get to the quarterback.
0: Get to the quarterback.
1: 48, they gave up.
0: Let's you got to have out. a quarterback or you got to get to the quarterback. It's a fairly simple proposition. Much like the world's oldest profession, 41. I suppose. Coming up next on the program, we're going to talk to Darren Smith from KLKC 1540 and Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. Uh, Darren Smith had a really interesting video in the moments after the Super Bowl where he asked Patrick Mahomes about Eric Biennemi. And Darren Smith responded to LaShawn McCoy yesterday after Shady made some disparaging comments about Eric Biennemi. Darren Smith, boots on the ground with the Chiefs. You want to know how much of a role... Eric Bieniemy had in the chief success. Let's find out together. Don't go anywhere. Woo! Time to get to the betQL guest line and figure some stuff out. Joining us now is Darren Smith, host of the Ship. With Darren Smith on Sports Radio 810 and KLKC 1540 in Kansas City. You can follow him on tw- uh, on Twitter at Darren Smith WHB. This dude knows what's going on with those Kansas City Chiefs. Steve, Chief. Darren, what's up, man? Thanks for making some time for us. Uh, no, thank you so much for for the invite. I appreciate it. Appreciate no, I, your... dude, I uh, I want to start with. We did a whole piece based on your video you got after the Super Bowl, where you asked Patrick Mahomes about Eric Bieniemy. I, I was curious if you could kind of bring us up to speed on on that moment and what you make of Eric Bieniemy as an offensive coach. Well, first of all, I
2: mean, Eb's my guy, so you know, if it's if it's a little biased, so what? I mean, I know the man away from uh, away from coaching, so you know, it is what it is. But I at least like to put that out there. But following the game, I mean, it was it was. I mean, it was just one of those things where Patrick was coming in. Well, most he, Andy Reid, and uh, and the Eb, they were coming in from from doing uh, from answering questions at the podium after the Super Bowl. So you know, they were joining in on the celebration. So Patrick was going around. High five and hugging everybody individually. And I was actually, I think I might have just finished talking with Travis Kelsey when I turned around and saw Eric B. So I was going to turn around and get some questions in with him when I saw Patrick coming through. So I was like, well, hell, let me go and just, you know, I was already, you know, recording stuff. So let me go and see, you know, see where this, see where this goes. Patrick came over, you know, they were hugging, showing love or whatever. And so before he could turn away, because I didn't get a chance to go into where Patrick was talking to the media. I just, you know, quickly asked Patrick, you know, his thoughts on Eric being and me, you know, what he means to him. And, you know, we got the response that we got, you know, of course, if you follow the whole video through, I guess the last two seconds, Kevin Hart caught caught astray in that video. But, uh, you know, but that's for another matter.
0: <laughs> that's funny. Um, so what can you tell us? Everybody in Washington wants to know, and, and whether it's like a misnomer or not. There is some question. I mean, why would the enemy make this move? Right? It, it's to give himself a new opportunity where there won't be the shadow of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. What what was EB's role? Go ahead. Clearly, that bothers you. Go ahead, please.
2: Yeah, it, it, well, I mean, it, it bothers me one because as a black man, it seems like you know we still got the old stereotype where we have to do things twice as hard and twice as much as everyone else, and so that's a you know sort of that's an issue that. I have a problem with because he shouldn't have to prove himself any longer because of what he what he's already accomplished. You know, you look at Matt Nagy, you look at Doug Peterson; those coaches under Andy Reid in Kansas City had one year at being named the OC, and then the following season, or actually at the end of the season, they you know they were named head coach of their respective of those ref, uh, respective franchises right after the season. I hell, I mean, I still remember very vaguely. Uh, the, you know when the Chiefs lost to the Tennessee Titans in the in the, in the wild card game, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, you know we, we go we go to the presser and you know well I'm, I'm asking Andy about the Chiefs offense or whatever. Then the very next day Matt Nagy gets you know gets gets the job as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. So I'm like his mind wasn't even focused on the game where where it was you <laughs> know when he thinking about his next move. So that bothered me. And then you know the other thing that bothered me is that he was always on a one year contract uh, deal at the OC in Kansas city. I get part of it because they were hoping he was going to get a head coaching job. So you don't tie yourself into a long-term deal with that. Well, again, going back to the fact, you know, if he feels that it's what's personally best for him, that this is the avenue that he feels that he needs to go to get a head coaching gig, Hey, I'll support it. Now the fact that he was able to get the, the assistant head coaching title uh, you know, when he signed with DC, I guess if Ron Rivera gets fired or released because of health, you know, he'll automatically be the head coach until you know until the final decision is named otherwise. And and also, you know, he does get a little bit more compensation. How much more than a million he was making each year in Kansas City remains to be seen. But if he's making more and has control of the offense, and can bring his own staff, and then you know, you gotta do what you gotta do.
1: What, what do you say, uh, Darren, to all these people that are, are trying to like like? I just look at it as the fact he holds people accountable, but guys trying to make that into a negative, like, oh, he gets into the face of the stars. Hell, I think that's the way you get your team on the route. If you say something to the stars, the rest of the guys below them are automatically going to get in line.
2: Well, look, again, now, kind of goes back to the stereotype. Mm-hmm. If, if a defensive coordinator or EB is there to be into their face, you know, they're, they're, they're high intensity. But if someone like Brady gets to yelling in, in, in his players' faces, you know, I mean, that's you know, he's trying to get everybody pumped and excited, or you know, or or for an OC is getting in their coach's face. that doesn't look like the enemy. He's getting, you know, he's getting people ready to play. So again, it's a stereotype that he has to, you know, that won't ever go away because it's been here for some time and will continue to be here. So I don't know if that really answers your question, but that's,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, that's a sticking point right there.
0: All right, we're talking with Darren Smith here on the BetQL guest line. Let, let's talk about beyond why EB didn't get a head coaching job, right? And and why he has to make, I don't even think it's fair to call it a lateral move. He's getting a promotion. He's getting more money. He, he gets to be the unquestioned play caller. Let's talk offensively what he brings and, and what you would expect Washington to gain from his years and years and years of experience and the most recent run of extreme success.
2: Well, look, one thing I will say is uh, clock management. Now, for um, for all of Andy's career up until Patrick Mahomes started starting playing for him, Andy's always been criticized for his clock management skills. And once Eric Bieniemy became the OC, he was someone that understood situational football. You know, the former running back, and you know, look he he's been an OC at the college level and, and been position uh, coaches uh, in college and in the NFL. So he he understands the situation, and trust me, that's one of the things that. I'd always ask him in the presses, and it'll <laughs> be quite odd as I remember. Uh, I remember right before the Super Bowl, you know, we were talking. I think it was an AFC uh, uh, lead leading up to Super Bowl. I asked him about what he thought. Um, what he thought the the key would be, you know, again, you know, one of the keys that would be against uh, against the Eagles. He was like, "Run the football." I was like, "You do know you're the OC, right? like, you don't see right. You can call the place to run the football." So we had a good laugh about that. So, I, so he, he's someone that that with with being under Andrew Reading in his tutelage, um, you know, some stuff, you know, you learn by osmosis, but uh, he is someone that, 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 that can strategize, that, that can that can put a game plan together and, and, and seeing things on tape, you know, where the situational or can see things that, that will later on down the line you can utilize because you're, because your opponent hasn't seen it. I'll give you a quick example. You know, everybody talks about you know the uh, the jet sweep that Kansas City's been known for ever since the Super Bowl years back. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars did that against the Eagles in, in one of their games, and 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 they and every enemy found a weakness, and 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 they utilized that against the against the Eagles in the Super Bowl, where where instead of them going full full blasted on the jet sweep, they faked it. Went around the other direction, and then you had two open, you know, wide open touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's something that the enemy saw that Andy Reid and, and no one else uh, caught up on weeks before, and so that's some, you know, so, so that's something that you all will have with him. That he he's a deep thinker, and someone that if he uses the same philosophy that he, that they utilize in Kansas City, even the backups, he will coach their backups at least on offense to be started. So if someone goes down. In Kansas City, they don't use no excuse. this next man up, and so it's, and that's something else that you all uh, get with with their being me is, is 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 the process. On a, he's a good teacher. He puts people in positions uh, to succeed, and again, he holds everyone accountable. And you know, I mean, if you if you don't like it, then you know you might have a career if you if you if you're Shady McCoy, but it ain't gonna get you far in, in the long run.
0: B. You always talk about coaching all 53. I tell him
1: coach all fifty three, not just the starters. Uh, and I think Eric is doing that. And I think this team will 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 benefit definitely from the fact that he's going to coach everybody like they're going to be on the field.
2: Yep. I mean, and, and I mean, look, and and if people are if people are upset about being held accountable, then you're in the wrong business because mm-hmm. I mean this is football. This is you know this is a gladiator sport. If you you know and you know people. People used to always talk about, you know, people used to always talk about, well, you know, um, uh, with the AFC Championship game, if Patrick and EB got into the locker room, like, lock, first of all, if that was the case and Patrick didn't want him there, the the the, the Chiefs have invested half a billion dollars into that quarterback. If you don't want somebody there, they're not going to be there. So, you know, so, so I tell people that first and foremost, and you got to understand the situation and, and know your facts and, and, and understand where it's coming from. Second of all, again, man, Eric Enemy when you hold somebody accountable and you get in their face, that's because he wants the best for you. You got Tyreek Hill. You got look, look. I mean, Travis Kelsey on, on a primetime game uh, push egg the enemy. Well, I, 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 but I promise you this, and, I, and, I, and you can verify before before the end of that half, he went back and was hugging and was cracking up laughing with it because he know he knows what would have happened had they got in the locker room <laughs> and it wouldn't have been a pretty, it wouldn't have been a pretty sight. So I mean, so look, man. This is this this is this is this is a man's this is a man sport. I mean, if you and if you can't, if your feelings get hurt because somebody tells you stop following the football or get or gets or gets you know, behind because because you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, then you're in the wrong business.
0: Yeah. Hey, Darren. One more, and and this one can be quick. Um, we're already starting to see that. You could see some coaches from KC come to Washington, some reporting now that that Greg Lewis could be on the move with the enemy, um, maybe as a running backs coach, maybe as an assistant head coach, whatever that, that role may be. Um, players, players that could be coming from KC to Washington. One that stands out to me, the, the commanders have a pretty good young running back duo in Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. But J.D. McKissick, there's questions about his long-term health. What do you think would happen with, with Jet McKinnon in KC, and, and do you think that's the kind of guy Eric might try to bring with him?
2: Uh, Jerry McKinnon, honestly, I'm going to be frank with you. If Patrick wants you in Kansas City, that's where you're going to be. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to leave that part. No argument. That. They'll find money for me. But if I make the enemy and, me, and, and not, not not knowing the full situation with Brad Robinson, one one person I will keep an eye out on is Kareem Hunt. I'm going to leave that at that.
0: Right. who with the Browns, the Browns could be interesting. Well,
2: he's a free agent. He's a free agent. So, All right. I mean, I, you know, look, that that's someone that flourished uh, in Kansas City. Obviously, you know, we, we know about the situation, and, and, and he's he's been good since he's been in, in Cleveland. So, I would have, you know, I'm pretty sure if the enemy can, you know, can can get him there, he could because he's someone that is, that is an every down back. Plus, I mean, if you, if you need a running back that can catch it and, and you want to put Brian in the backfield and why Kareem out there, he's a four-down player. So that's someone that can be on the field for you at all times. And he doesn't have the wear and tear on his legs as, as you normally would for a
0: running back his age. Very interesting stuff, Darren. Thanks so much for making time appreciate for us, you, man. man. really appreciate it. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you, Thank you so man. much for having me. All right. all right. That's Darren Smith. Give him a follow on Twitter at Darren DarrenSmithWHB. Whole lot of coaching stuff going on with the commanders right now. You got to pay attention. But here's what you got to pay attention to. If you're looking to buy, sell, lease a car, if you're looking to do anything in the car world, you need to check out Orsman Automotive of Virginia. I've been buying cars there for years. I bought five cars from those guys. I was just down in Raleigh with... Bobby Aji that runs Orsman Chevy Buick GMC in Alexandria, and Garv Galati that runs the Orsman Fairfax Toyota. These people are actually my friends. I trust them. I trust them with the vehicles. I put my kids in. And one of the big things that sets Oarsman Automotive of Virginia apart is the OSMAN Lifetime Edge.
1: Yes, and with that Lifetime Edge, you get $1,500 in bonus extras, including complimentary car washes with every scheduled maintenance. You get of cars with every major maintenance and an Oarsman Lifetime Engine Guarantee. And you can bring any car in the Orsman as JP just stated, they will buy it, regardless of the make, the model, or the year. They will pay you up to 125% of the Kelly Blue Book value for your pre-owned vehicle. My daughter just went there the other day, got some service, and she talked about how well they took care of her. You know, one thing about them, they're going to always have great customer service. They treat you just like they treat anybody else. You know, like you don't have to be a person who bought five cars like JP or have family who's bought over eight cars like myself. They're going to treat you well the first time you walk in the door. And just that's the way I am. When I walk in there, I want to be treated special day one. And that makes me come back. And that's exactly what they did. And as they like to say at Orisman, Virginia stores,
0: let's, let's ride, ride together. together. Call it. Friday is rib day. Happy rib day, everybody. You know what we're doing right now, landfill I'm doing what you want me to do. Giving away lacrosse tickets, baby. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Caller number 10 right now wins. A four-pack of tickets to the Premier Lacrosse League Championship Series. Tickets are good for any one day between today through Sunday, February 26. 21 and over, check out the field-side club and lounge games. Comfortable seating, electric atmosphere, bar down is an exciting new way to watch the Premier Lacrosse League. Secure your seats now at PLLtickets.com. It, I believe per sources, Grant and Danny are live at the PLL Championship Series. Is that accurate? Oh, man. Per sources? I believe so. Well, you'll find out in about 11 minutes because they're not here. And generally
1: they're here around 1030.
0: I think those dudes are here earlier in one day than the four of us are in a year. Uh, At least a month. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Landfield, time-wise? I mean, nah. You get here about 839. Yeah. And Jeff. we start
1: at 10. Yeah, They get around 10.30. They start at 2. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. they get here very
0: early. Stallion has to do bit season once a week. Greg gets here early. Darius and Danny usually get here about 1. Okay. All right. Call in now. Jeff's taking your calls. Um, Lanville, can you explain the free bacon thing? Uh, they gave away free bacon at the Virginia Tech oh, game God, yesterday. Well, that's the only good thing. Virginia Tech did, because before we get to herded here first, the Hokies let me down last night. They did? They did. I'm a little upset about it. I think I won mine. Well, congratulations. David was getting points at home. Something like that. Underdog. No, but didn't he have the parlay that you faded? Something like that. Do you want to hear the bacon? Yeah, I do want to hear the bacon. Thank goodness. In the NCAA tournament for sure. Now, they have some vulnerabilities. Now we got to get this here. After Jordan Miller missed that free throw, the crowd's going nuts. Here's why. If he misses the second when everybody in this house gets free bacon. Bacon for everybody. Sizzled up in the frying pan. The Hokies 6-1 all time.
1: I want some bacon. Now I want bacon. You know, uh, I, I went to the, this guy who won the World Series of Poker. He opened a restaurant in uh, in Orlando. And when you walk in, it was always bacon in this little container on the bar. And I asked I said, hey, what's the deal with the bacon? He said, man, we always have crispy bacon, which has salt on it. And when people eat it, they immediately get thirsty. He said, I served more drinks since I started putting bacon on the bar than anything. And I said, oh, whatever, man. i do that. I ate a couple pieces of bacon. And I drank more drinks than I wanted to. More drinks than you wanted to? Yes. Yes. Perhaps more than I did you not want have, to be knee-walking but, but. drunk that <laughs> night, JP. I, I wanted to be at least a little stumbly. I had
0: my man Neil. Wasn't drinking. He driving. But I was knee-walking drunk. Um, two two phrases I've heard in the last 48 hours that I really like. Dog cussing is one of them. Mm-hmm. And knee-walking drunk is I'll another I give that one. to Bobby Jackson.
1: Bobby Jackson, former running back coach here in Washington. Sure. He was the one that told me that's how he used to be. and Because he was like, oh, y'all talking like y'all really did something. I used to be knee-walking drunk. And I was like,
0: <laughs> what? Please explain that, sir. I and like, he did. I like that a lot. All righty. It is time. Every day we make bets. Some of us lose. Some of us win. Let's find out. It's hard to here first. All right, Jeffrey. Jeffrey's dealing with the people. I lost last night. I right, everybody Tech. lost except for Lanfield. He's two and zero. Oh. How yeah. is that?
1: Because Xavier lost. You had Xavier. they lost. They they were getting one and a half. Though. No, you said they was the favorites, and you did. They weren't favorite. You, they were they were underdogs at home. That's no, why I said you. you I can. They pull were up the underdogs audio. at home. I can, I can pull up the audio. What did I say? You didn't, even, pick. you didn't even. You didn't even I get. Think the, I no, the, the sister pick was Villanova. Yes, Villanova was the system That's pick. That's where they played against Xavier, fool. No, I mean, my bad. My bad. The system pick was – was. it's uh, Villanova against Xavier. One no, no, no Xavier, You didn't call Xavier. You called – Matter of fact, we'll, I got it. I got we'll the go audio right it. here. We'll go back and read You it. didn't say no points. You said I got it, Xavier. I said system
0: pick. Play the audio. Okay, hold on. I got you. This is all, Grant and Danny are going to be halfway through their show by the time we get this audio. All right, just make your picks for tonight. Uh, I got Inter Milan. Ooh, B. Mitch, I thought I had the Milan market cornered. I know, man. What do you got tonight, B? I don't even know. All right, I'm going. There's Jeff over there trying to cheat me. Jeff is trying to cheat you. I
1: ain't cheat you. Me and Landfield heard all the audio. He's the only one who won. We'll hear it
0: afterwards. I'm going to Baton Rouge. Give me the LSU Tigers getting points at home against Vandy. I see it at two and a hook. Whatever you got it at landfill. That's my action. LSU. First thing I see, I'm taking. <laughs> That's a good strategy. <laughs> Give me Miami. I mean, M A Lowell
1: against Maryland, Baltimore. I don't know where they are. Somebody, <laughs> hold on. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> it's they minus two and a half tonight. That's all I know. What? What? M A Lowell. Whoever they are, I don't know where they
0: are. UMass Lowell. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, yeah. All right. Give me whoever he's going against. <laughs> so we got a UMBC UMass Lowell heads-up challenge. Let's go listen
1: to that, that, uh, that, that what's called.
0: We're going to listen to the audio. I lost my show sheet. I'm going to try to remember everybody that joined us. Thank you to Ben Standing. Thank you to Ben White. Thank you to Alfred Williams. Thank you to Darren Smith. Thank you to everybody that listened to the program. Great nanny coming your way next. If you made it this far, I owe you a beer.